Good evening, everybody. This is almost a Chris and Carrie show, minus uh, Chris because he's behind the camera. There he is. Welcome to APP, Alberta Prosperity Project, Pinocchio chapter. And we have an extra special gift today, a gift to you. So we brought in uh, Jasper Canal. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Schmidt. Schmidt. Jasper Schmidt. He lives on a canal in Amsterdam. That's why I got all confused. So, I'm not really even sure how to introduce you because we've been following you on uh, Chris's live. Uh, you know what? What would actually be a really good story is tell us how you met Chris. Because I know, I know the story. <laughs> it's excellent. It, it, it is. Good evening, John, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, I'm really happy to be here. Let's, have, let's, uh, let's start with the story. Yeah, there was this Canadian guy coming to the Netherlands and I didn't know who it was. Of course, like in Canada and Holland, we've got a really good, uh, great group of uh, freedom-fighting people. And I uh, uh, had a message, a WhatsApp message from a dairy farmer down, down north, uh, Yvonne. And she said, this Canadian guy is uh, coming to the Netherlands and uh, you're close to the airport and uh, well, let me pick him up then. <laughs> so it's 50 minutes from my house. I drove up to uh, to the airport. I had his, uh, uh, his telephone number and I sent him a message. This is me looking. Hi, I'm Jasper, and he's in the picture. Of, this is me. <laughs> and uh, I picked him up in my with my car, and he was sitting next to me. And said, "Well, uh, Chris, where can I drop you off?" And I was looking. And it was it was silent. <laughs> I have nothing raised. Like, and I'm really private, so, well, maybe you should stay a day with me then. And eventually he le never left. <laughs> so, he can cook. <laughs> so it was so much fun having him over, and uh, 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 we've got several kinds of connection. Uh, we're both freedom fighters. He's uh, with his restaurant, and he stood up for his restaurant. And uh, I'm, I'm a freedom fighter, but I'm doing journalism. Uh, I worked my whole life in the restaurant uh, business. I, in 2021, I closed down my business because of the COVID measurements in, in Holland. So uh, that was a different, the same, the, the second connection, and uh, we've got the kind of same humor. So, <laughs> twisted. Mix up. So, uh, it was really, really, really good fun. I, I, uh, because I'm doing this for now, four years, or, sort of, I introduced them to politics, went up to uh, demonstrations, showed them the country, how it's built up, showed them how the farms uh, are, basically everything, and uh, it was so much fun. So, uh, he uh, became a really good friend of mine. So, and that's, I think... And that's, I think, it's like the freedom fighting world is like an old saying. It's spreading and spreading love, and it's going to be bigger. Yes. And that's what I think that's the, our aim. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's, uh, let's, Chris, come here. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, again, thank you all for coming. Um, I just want to take a minute to explain why I, spur of the moment, invited Jasper to come over and talk to us. So, 
every time I go somewhere, whether it's here or any other part of Alberta, people are always asking, what's going on in Holland? What's happening there? Are they winning? Did the farmers win? Because we know that what happens in Europe, what happens in Holland, is eventually going to make its way here. And as a matter of fact, a lot of the things Jasper's going to talk about today, they're already on our doorstep, they're being uh, talked about in Parliament, and eventually, if we don't do anything, they will be law here and we will be facing the same things that the Dutch farmers are. So, I guess uh, I did kind of miss Jasper because we, you know, we became pretty good friends, I, and he fed me a few times, so of course now I love the guy. <laughs> and, uh, so I was thinking about him on and off, and, and every time someone asked me, I was like, well, man, I should phone Jasper, but the time difference is nuts. So we tried a couple times to get in touch, but we're both busy and time different, so we couldn't do it. And that's, I said, you know what, Jasper, why don't you just come over here? I'll get you a ticket, fly over to Canada, Let's, uh, you can meet some people, answer some questions, and we'll, we'll spend some time together, and it'll be a kind of uh, a working vacation, kind of like what I did in Holland. It wasn't a vacation, but it was nice to go and see another part of the world. And in doing so, I got to talk to a lot of people and get a better understanding about what was going on globally so I could better uh, propose solutions here in Alberta. And as everybody knows, uh, I am the CEO of the Alberta Prosperity Project. And uh, as such, I am a firm believer that we have a solution for this province. And the solution here is the same as the solution in the Netherlands. In the Netherlands. It's, it's that we stand up for ourselves and we say, enough is enough. You know, if you want to go down this anti-human path where, where the only thing that matters is your fairy tale ideologies that don't have, have roots in reality, we're not going with you. I'm not going with you, government, if you're going to tell me that the farmers can't farm. I'm not going with you if you're going to tell me I have to eat bugs. I'm not going with you if you tell me I have to freeze and starve in the dark because climate change. You know, that, that's the solution. The solution is for the people to stand up and, and get, get this information out, get the message out, and, and just withdraw from that whole path, because we don't have to do that. Um, we've lost freedoms over the last few years, but the freedom that we, we always have, we've always, we have always had, and we still have, is to not comply and not follow the things that we know to be... Um, you know, against, against humans. They're anti-human policies. So, I figured, uh, you know, with this new kind of revitaliz revitalization of the Alberta Prosperity Project, what a better time to bring Jasper from Holland to uh, talk about what's going on there to help motivate us as, uh, to, to keep going with what we're doing and uh, prevent Canada from going down the path that, that other countries have gone. And actually, there are other countries that have implemented the measures that they're trying to force on the farmers in Holland. Uh, one in particular is Sri Lanka, and it did not go well. It was so bad, it decimated their economy, their GDP, their GDP plummeted, and the people ended up rioting violently and dragging government officials out of government buildings, and they overthrew the government. We don't want to see that here. We have another way. We have another way to do things here. We can use our voices, we can use our democracy, and uh, we can stand up and say enough is enough, and we're just not going to do it. So, uh, thank you very much, Jasper, for uh, joining us in Canada and and you know taking a, a week out of your life to come and uh, and help out here. And uh, yeah, I just you know I'm excited for you to share what's going on in Holland with the folks here. Perfect. Okay. Thanks. Perfect. Well, thank you, Chris.
Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that Chris Berry bought me a ticket because I'm, I'm seeing your beautiful country and, uh, and, and giving me a chance to explain what's going on in the Netherlands. I'm, uh, I'm a journalist, I'm working for Common Sense TV, it's a conservative news platform. And everybody thinks we're this small, small group, but there are 17, 18 million people living in Holland. We're the fifth largest uh, alternative news network and we're hitting 2 million hits on our website each month. Wow. Wow. So, and that's only because um, we're, we're a news and opinion platform and uh, we're looking in, uh, in, in, into stuff and um, we're always saying, listen up, listen to us, but please don't believe us. Listen to what we're saying, listen to the mainstream media and make up your own mind. What I'm saying, please look up everywhere on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. There's enough information because everybody who's saying that this is not I'm telling the truth, that's the one you don't supposed to believe. <laughs> so what's happening in the Netherlands? I, I can talk for 40 hours in every different direction. There are a lot of things going on with the CBDCs. Uh, politics are taking over. We can talk about the World Economic Forum and all the other 16 of these undemocratic organizations that really, really are taking into a power grab. Um, but I think they need to start with the farmers because that's that's one way. But, uh, but we all have we have all have to eat, and it's three times a day at least. And when we go to the grocery store, there it's full because of the great farmers in the world who are supplying us. And we don't. In, in Holland, we've got a uh, uh, up north in Groningen. She's in politics. She uh, she's part of the uh, she's a dairy farmer, but she's all a, as well part in politics. And she's saying we don't have to think about our food. We're just like, mm, I'm hungry. I'm going to the supermarket, or I'm going to a restaurant, and I'm eating what I'd like to eat. But but by doing that, the farmer who already have needs. Uh, uh, three, year, three quarters of a year in advance because he needs to have the seeds, he needs to put them in the ground, he needs to give love and attention and, uh, and eventually there's this wheat coming from, there are cauliflowers coming from, tomatoes, cucumbers, uh, dairy, meat, beef, pork, everything what we have in the supermarket. So it's not in an instant, so uh, um, and actually, um, um, a part of my family is, 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 has a farm. My grandfather was a, was a baker, and he, uh, um, where he had his bakery close to Amsterdam, he, um, after World War, the government decided that they wanted to plan a highway over there, so he was kicked out of his ground. Then he was given a, or bought a dairy farm, somewhere close to Utrecht, and 15 years ago, the government took in because bird protection came in, and uh, it's now a, a reserve for bird protection. So that's um, um, by doing. I was a restaurant owner, and I had a letter coming in from the government that I need to do something stupid within two weeks, and I had to pay for it. And I was like, oh, this, this, and I was having some questions, and I went to the government, and they couldn't answer me. I was like really mad because if you send something over, you must know where you're talking about. So that's how I involved in politics. This went to town hall, just had to sit there and look 
listen up, listen just to the, what they were saying. <coughs> and uh, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, no, I'm trying to talk. <laughs> and uh, uh, there in, in politics, um, just sitting down for a couple of hours, listening to what they're discussing, and like, you're kind of nice, let, let me meet up. Just shaking hands, and that's, that's like the rabbit hole, and eventually um, um, I'm following politics, uh, European politics, government politics, uh, provincial politics, and local politics, and, and top level, uh, and everything. So I've got, I've got connections uh, in, in, in our government, so if there are any questions, I'm, I'm, I'm be able to uh, speak to the uh, opposition leaders of the parliament, and when they're standing up and saying, listen, and speaking of politics, and they're making their points clear because yeah, what they're doing to us, yeah, it's, it's, it's not the way I think our country should be built up, but they need to have somebody back them up. And for it's an I've got connections with people who are doing rallies. So if it's necessary, I can phone up a rally leader standing in front of politics and uh, I'm broadcasting, with my comment, with common sense, we're broadcasting what politics are saying. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. So everybody has his own part in it. And uh, together uh, with that growing family, we can stand up for our rights because what they're taking off from us is it's, uh, terrible, I guess. So, um, maybe you've heard of it, the 3,000 farms that are going to eradicate in Holland. Ten years ago, there were 88,000 farms in Holland. Nowadays, there are 55,000 farmers. And uh, the 3,000 farmers that they had, the plans in politics, like three years, three, like a half a month ago, half a year ago, um, these plans are all been demolished already. Now they're talking about a policy like uh, they want to implement 120, 120 new rules and regulations. And the simplest, yeah, it's, it's, it's the power grab is heavy. The simplest is like uh, on a liter of milk, they want to have an extra tax of 26 cents. And the hardest thing, and actually I believe Chris talked about it already, and they want to do it in, in Canada as well or in Alberta is uh, this experimental thing called chemical foods, instead of feeding cattle hay and letting them graze, uh, chemical foods to reduce them farting. Because farts are bad for the environment, what the global need to say. And everything in between. And by that, implementing uh, these kinds of rules and regulation, when it passes parliament, becoming law, and then by uh, that type of law, 60% of our farmers will be gone. So then, uh, yeah, what are they do, want to do with their land? Because it's, it's a land grab with, for the farmers, what they're doing. And I think uh, when we're looking forward, because uh, in politics is one way, but um, uh, you have to always look at the end goal. What, what's their aim? Because what they're saying to you is politics, and I speak fluently politics, it's not that fuzzy words that they're saying to you. So I think they're, uh, in Holland they've got this ID, and you've maybe worried about it like 50 minute cities, but uh, 
they've got a second plan next to it. It's called the Triangle, 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 Triangle City. Here we are, City. Sorry for my English. And, uh, and, and nowadays, what I told you, there's 16, 17, 18 million people living in Holland, and they want to have, by this triadical city, they want to have 30,000 30, people living not only in Holland, piece of Germany and piece of uh, Belgium, supposed to be one big city. And they need the land to build houses on. And uh, it's all coming together. Uh, they're saying we're all world citizens because we don't need borders, let everybody in. And we, uh, Europe is flooded by immigrants. Um, and they all, the government, all want to give them houses. We already have house, short, house shortages, and uh, we're the most dense populated, one of the most world dense populated, populated countries in the world. So uh, they need the land. And to feed Europe, there's this port, it's called Rotterdam, somewhere in the North Sea, and in Belgium they've got uh, the port of uh, uh, Antwerpen, and it's like what the Chinese are doing with the uh, Belgian Road Initiative. From, uh, in, uh, from China they want to bring in stuff by trains, and that's exactly the same plan but different other way around. So from Rotterdam, Hager, a port and uh, Antwerp port. They want to have roads and trains to supply food to the rest of the world, to the rest of Europe. And um, because we need to bring probably food in, because otherwise, if we don't have any farmers, where do we? We all know we need to eat the bugs, but I read it up. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So. Um, Finally, the, the farmers are already standing up since 2019. I was there in Den Haag during nights and following them and like it was a cat and mouse playing by police. And so um, I was in Den Haag at that moment following uh, the, the farmers that came in. And uh, of course, what was it? Last year they had a big rally uh, where they want to have the food hub in, in the Holland. And uh, the food hub is just big buildings that they want to put in offices and people who are making government rules and regulations in it. So, and that's what they call a food hub. Um, I don't want to go. <laughs> uh, there, yeah, there's so much, so much to talk about. There's, I've got fo 40 hours of talking <laughs> things in my head. It's, it's sometimes it's so much. Um, but, uh, yeah, they want to supply the food coming in, and it, we already have onions from New Zealand and beans from Kenya and stuff in our supermarket. Uh, the prices in Europe and, and Holland went up for in the supermarket, uh, dairy products and meat products, like um, uh, beef, pork, and chicken, the last year went up because of all the rules and regulations that are already implemented by 100%. So, uh, and still the, the left of the globalist, I think that's a better word because left and right is not always the right political thing. But uh, yeah, I guess the globalists are, 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 are pressing the measures hard on it. And, and with the 100, because the 3,000 farms were not enough, there was not loads of pressure in it. So that's why they wanted to top it still from, from the 120, but 
um, yeah, what I'm, uh, for example, a cucumber. A cucumber in Holland is now one euro, one euro fifty. Used to be twenty-five cents, seventy-five cents at, in winter. But uh, the weird thing is, is that in Spain, uh, the Dutch cucumber, which Spain is somewhere uh, two and a half hour flight, which is really long in Holland, but in, uh, down in uh, southern Europe, cost of cucumber, the same cucumber, 20%. So that's 75%. So Holland is, is, is a, what I'm saying, a, a cooking center, experimental thing, and I, the best thing to explain is what um, you probably heard about IKEA. In the big store from Sweden, which is all over in the world. What IKEA is doing, and by the Dutch are some sort of critical and everything, but not always in politics, but they were, they're going to the, uh, when they have new products, they're bringing it in in Holland in, and just for testing. And um, uh, they're putting it up in the store, and if the Dutch ain't buying it, they're not gonna sell it. And if the Dutch buying something from some new thing from an IKEA store, then they're gonna implement it all over the rest of the stores in the world. So, because we're that small and handy, and we, uh, 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 we're basically one of the centers that there in, in the world, uh, uh, the World Economic Forum is based in Swiss, which is a couple of hours drive, so a lot of Dutch, big, big tech, big business, big pharmacy, are uh, supporting World Economic Forum. And uh, like your prime of like, like uh, Trudeau, our prime minister Rutte is, is the same, they're singing the same song sheet, they're still, they're also going to World Economic Forum. And they're saying, we're just having a chat, but by that, loads of big companies are going in because of it, supplying them with money, they're, they're supporting them. And uh, behind the scenes, there's a lot of big, big talk. And the funny, it's not really funny, but uh, Russia last year was not invited because it's these, the bad guys. But they, they, the, the, the guys and girls and the politics people in, in the World Economic Forum had a bad day because Russia most of the time brings in, how do you say it? Women for hire? So, <laughs> so they had a small problem, it was not that fun anymore. But actually, uh, Rebel News went there, Thierry uh, um, uh, Baudet, which is the uh, uh, party leader of the uh, Forum for Democracy, one of the opposition leaders, went up to, he wasn't invited, but to be there and be paying an ass, that was, uh, that was fun at that moment. And I think you also watched what Rebel News is doing over there and just putting a microphone. And that's the same thing for what I'm, I'm based in Holland and I'm, when I want answers, I'm standing somewhere in court or I'm standing somewhere in front of politics and I just put that microphone on and they're not when I want answers. So but that's, I can only do that uh, by, uh, uh, by, the, by the grace of people who are watching me on, on our platform, on, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook. And that's how I inform them, but I cannot do that because I need a partner card, I, I need to bring a camera. But luckily in Holland as well, a lot of people are, the, the, I think there are four, four things. You can have rallies in, in all kinds of ways, of course, but you can do rallies, you can do uh, inform people by new ways of journalism, you can go in politics, or you can fund them. 
And all these type of things makes it makes us stronger to stand up for our freedom for our rights. And but uh, my grandparents and parents worked so hard to build up our country that I'm not cutting that initiative from us. So yeah, that's uh, uh, and I'm a chef and I bought my groceries. My, I bought my cheese with the dad at the dairy farm. I went to buy my onions and potatoes at the farms just to have the best products and the nicest dresses and uh, supporting them locally. So and that's how I wanted to do my business. And uh, uh, eventually I worked for, in my time as a restaurant owner, I worked 122 hours a week. So that uh, took, uh, took off me. Um, I'm working now 40 hours for my nephew in this factory and I'm doing 30 hours for Common Sense TV. So basically I've got so much free time that I want to have enough time to arrest them and uh, make sure. Because what we're doing, we're looking up at things, we're reading stuff. Sometimes I'm looking, uh, for example, uh, three, four weeks ago there was in Sweden. Uh, a European meetup for the CBC, the Central Blood Digital Currency, and that's always that. Maybe that sounds fuzzy, but it's basically not the same thing as we are having now with our real money, the currency that we have in hand, my guess, and even not the same thing as the money in our bank. Basically, it's the same system, but the CBC is totally different. It's uh, a digital currency, so there's no cash in it. Uh, for example, uh, a lot of things in Holland, we, we take care of our elderly and we want to have the families that are on raised children, they're getting some sort of payment by the government. You will get that payment probably by the CBDCs, but uh, sometimes you have a problem paying your bill and then you're taking the money for your children and you're buying clothes and food and not always for school education. But the money is digitally uh, uh, being coded that you only can supply it to that type of money. And that's for everything. So uh, I spoke to Catherine Austin with, uh, Fitz. She's in, uh, uh, I spoke to her, she spoke on Dumb Square at the rally, and at the Freedom Rally, for the, uh, against the CBC, the Central Digital Currency. And she came from the uh, Bush administration, the first Bush administration in, Angela, in, in, uh, in America. And she is totally into the money. And she said, and you can look at up of the, at my, I interviewed her on, uh, uh, on Dan Square, and the interview is still up on, on YouTube. And she's basically saying, what we do with our cash money, we can do in our own way. We can spend it however we want it, the way we want it, and uh, nobody's gonna tell us how to spend it on, 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 on what. And we're going to lose it because the CBDC is going to connect to the digital identity, which is not a talking point. And uh, it's like as what Obama was saying, a study a slow decline and the power grab that the elites want to have on us. So sometimes it's hard to grasp what, what they want to do, and there's so much. And, and in a fist fight, there's this guy standing in front of you. But in this fight with the, the elites, they're standing all around you and they punch you from the back and the front. And, the, and sometimes you don't, don't know where it's coming from. And uh, I think uh, 
um, what I'm learned by having my own restaurant, putting down the face, organizing weddings, uh, having people to sit down and everything. The way how I uh, learned to present food is the same thing how I present uh, journalism. And that's how I'm really able to come up front of the camera and speak to people. Normally there's this camera in the room is empty, so it's finally fun to meet you all. So and and, and look at some uh, some faces. So um, um, I want to give you all a big compliment. But what you're doing right now is is coming together, like right-minded people. And what what and that's that's a big thing because. Sometimes you want to talk, and when you're sitting at home, you just be every nice and you how And by doing this, you 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 meet up with friends like mine, and you can tell your story. You can ask questions, and you can share them, and that's how I think we should grow this community. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's why I was happy to invite Chris over and give him a chance to look up what uh, Holland has been doing, and and uh, other way around. I'm happy that I'm here, that we became such good friends, that I can talk here and and uh, spread the love and, and, and spread it even further, because I think it's it's necessary that we stand up for our freedoms, and that's I think that's what you're doing today. So well, well good on you. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, a question that I get often is, Chris, why are you worried about what's going on in Europe? Why are you worried about what's going on in Holland, where Jasper's from? And the reason is uh, it's not quite so simple as I originally thought. So while I was in Holland, Jasper actually, he taught me a lot about Holland. And, and the, one of the most important things that I learned was Holland wasn't the first place where democracy, it wasn't the birthplace of, of democracy, but it was the first real application of democracy in the developed world. Holland's been a democracy for way longer than we have. They've been practicing this for hundreds of years. Canada, I mean, we got, what, 150 some odd years. So we're just infants in the, in the grand scheme of things. So if we look at what's going on there, if we look at where democracy's going, we can answer a lot of questions about where we're going. And we can plan for it. For instance, all these things Jasper's talking about, what, they're, what they're, the government is doing in Holland, you have to ask yourself, if our government is elected by us through democracy in order to make law to benefit us, it's the same kind of system, they're a constitutional monarchy, where are these laws coming from? Where are these rules coming from? Why did the people of Holland ask for these rules for the farmers? Who, who asked for this? Was it the Dutch people? Nobody, nobody asked for it. <laughs> so where do the, the rules come from? Yeah, really good question. I think the uh, big business is, is interfering with Dutch politics. They're, they're having a seat at the table. They're actually, they're now in Holland, four million, is it? Four million people working for our government of the 17,000. So they're having enough time to give in, uh, get the big uh, uh, companies in, and having them a seat at the table, and they're uh, funding the government. Yeah, the the, the elite uh, uh, politics. They're funding them by raising, by funding them to doing uh, uh, for voting stuff. So they're having a seat at the table. Well, we're hard. Because we haven't shown up. 
Correct. Democracy, I've said this before, I'll say it again, it's not the fastest path to socialism or communism, but it is certainly the easiest, because all you have to do is convince people that democracy doesn't work, or you have to convince them to not bother showing up, you have to keep them so preoccupied they don't vote. And then you have a bunch of rich, powerful a-holes meeting in Switzerland, talking about the things they're going to do and the laws they're going to make that are going to take away your rights and freedoms and take your prosperity and bring it to them. That's what the WEF is all about. Their, their, their goals they have, if you read their, their little, uh, it's like a, like, a, like a chart or whatever, and it says all these things they want to do, there's a bunch of different points. It sounds amazing. Clean water for all and racism, all these things. But then when you dig into it to see what they're, what they're doing, it is, it's stripping away the things that make us Canadian or Dutch or Albertan. Do you, know what, I, do you know what I'm saying? They're making these laws not to our benefit, but to benefit themselves. For instance, the carbon tax. Who the hell in Alberta wanted a carbon tax? <laughs> or Dutch farmers. What Dutch farmer in their right mind would want a law that says they, they got to cut their fertilizer by 30%? What farmer would agree to policy that says they have to give up 10% of their land that produces income for them for flowers? Or give up 30% of their land to put back to nature? What kind of Dutch farmer would ask for a law that says we have to prioritize a wolf over their sheep and let their flocks be decimated in the name of nature. These laws and policies, they're not coming from us. We're not voting for them. They're coming from outside influences that have an agenda that is not ours. Our agenda in this province, at least what I believe, is we want to be prosperous, we want to be free, we want a good future for our children. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we can do all those things while being good stewards of the environment and, and uh, uh, respecting our resources and our, and, our, and our brothers and sisters, those types of things. We don't have to destroy what makes our humanity humanity to do it. But that's what's going on. And that's the common thread between all of these countries around the world where these things are being implemented. I mentioned Sri Lanka earlier. The WEF influenced politics in Sri Lanka to the point where they implemented these things and they almost destroyed their country. They're doing it in Holland. They're doing it in Canada. They're doing it in the United States. But the United States, of course, as we know, they have the right and responsibility to maintain a well-armed militia to prevent government tyranny, which Holland and Canada don't. But this is happening all over the world. And it, there's very few places that are like Alberta in that we've been kind of stepped on within Confederation. We've kind of been left behind. Our voices aren't heard. There's a lot of unrest in this province, knowing that we, we haven't really ever had a seat at the table within Confederation. So the, the, the stage is set for us to do something here. And the something we do here, just like when the truckers went to Ottawa and, and motivated the people in Holland to do the same thing, or, or when the people in Holland did that and motivated me to go over there and talk to them, when we do something here, we're not only protecting our own future, we're not only putting ourselves on a path to prosperity, we're showing people all over the world who are watching from across the pond that there's a way to do this. There's a way to stop these things from happening and taking away our prosperity and our freedom. And that's what the Alberta Prosperity Project is about. It's about standing up and saying, no, we're not going to do this, and setting an example for everybody else so that 
they can choose. They can choose if they want to go down that path. If they want to go down that path, own nothing and be happy, more power to them if it makes them happy. If we don't want to do that, we don't have to. And when we set the example, we're going to motivate people all over the world to do the same thing. So that's why it's important that we, uh, you know, we, we seek out people like Jasper and we, we find out what's going on, especially in places like Holland that are farther along the, the, demo, the, demo, the inevitable democratic decline because we're lazy. We can see it happening right before our eyes. And, and because we can see it and catch a glimpse into our own future, we have an opportunity to fix it. So you mentioned the, the opposition party, uh, a couple of whom I've met, thanks to you, in Holland. So what are they doing right now? I mean, there was just an election. It was big news all over the world. Uh, something happened in Holland that we didn't expect to happen, and that is the, the Farmers Party. Um, they didn't form a majority, but they did really well. So what's happening to stop this in Holland? What are the, what's the government doing? The government who's in power right now? Uh, they're just hanging it together because they want to maintain the power. It's their um, uh, brother and his um, uh, administration working with even lefter parties to maintain the power grab. And the opposition leaders, we've got Forum for Democracy, uh, we've got uh, in the interest of the Netherlands, we've got Geert Wilders, Boer Burgerbeweging, the Farmer and Citizens Movement. Whoa, did you just say the BBB? I, I did. Like, build back better? Is that what Yeah, that that's what they're, that's, they're, they're sure enough, and that's where they were, yeah, you're just a one of the elites, and... But so, so are, are they, or are they real? Are they for real? They're too moderate, no, they're not. Of course they're not, uh, but they're too moderate to stand, to, uh, to make a, their voice so heard that they're doing something, so it's... They want to be polite, but sometimes politeness is not the way to go. Sometimes, yeah. and that's what I love about a forum for democracy or the, for the interests of the Netherlands. They're going into politics and they're speaking their mind in, in there. And uh, sometimes it looks like hard, but the, the, the pushback that we're getting is even harder. So we need people to stand up in politics. So that's that's the thing. So here in Canada, really, the only thing that we can do would be to protest, right? We don't have an armed militia. What else, what are you guys doing in the Netherlands other than protesting? Because the whole point is that we need to get more voices, yeah. right? We need to get people involved. How do we get those people involved? First of all, what you're doing here today is, is one step, because uh, um, like-minded people, you're all standing up. You, you took the effort to come here to sign up for the APP. So that's, that's one way. And you're probably telling uh, uh, families and friends, probably little seeds that they, they, uh, they bounce ahead at some time. So with the little seeds, like, and they're coming up to you, and they're saying, up your, your heading. Tell me a bit more. And that's the, the old thing that I'm talking about. So that's one way. Of course, we're doing rallies but um, um, supporting new journalism. But if I'm putting up the TV and I'm watching them, I'm, 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 I'm getting a headache. And even when I'm getting in my car and I, watch, I hear the news on the radio, I'm, I'm like, what are they talking about? And if that's the thing that they put in, in, in their mind, 
So new journalism needs to rise up. And in Holland, we've got several different platforms. Some are sitting people tied up in suit. Some, uh, and on the other side, are people yelling at each other and everything in between. But go and that's go and support them. Watch them. Give them the points of view to make them more important. Because uh, what I'm telling you, in every step we have to grow. And what the uh, elite is doing this is doing this for 30, 40 years, and we're just starting. So we have to start at some point, and um, uh, I think this is one of the ways to go. Does the Netherlands have any censorship laws right now that like oh, we have with our government? Of course, you know, even doing this right now, I was joking at the beginning that maybe we'll have five people watching. And the reason is is because even as an administrator of the Whistle Stop Cafe website or the uh, the Facebook page. I don't even get notifications that we're actually doing a live right now. Actually, right? The only it's your page, and the only time that we do is when you actually go to that page to even see something. That is, as far as I'm concerned, just garbage, right? And so, what what is happening in the Netherlands? Are you guys even doing having that sort of same sort of censorship? Oh, it's, it's it's the same thing. We've been deep left for multiple times. Our uh, the owner of Commonsense TV is based in Spain. He has his own web server at his own house, so not at a big store or some storage. But uh, the Spanish police and their the Spanish police first hit and then ask questions. So that's a bit different than they understand. But they demolish our web server. But uh, between the deep platform for Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, but we don't care. We want to bring out the story and just put up a new page. So uh, that's uh, uh, and of course the censorship is hard. And, and maybe Canada is a really big country, and Holland is so small. But uh, first, I heard stories from Groningen, or maybe a, 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 like Utrecht, a different province, and I, I don't get them as well. So make sure you've been upside. Um, uh, I'm not sure, but I think the, the uh, APP has a, a mailing letter. So put up your email address. They, uh, when we've been the, the deep platform, we've got telephone numbers, we've got addresses, we've got uh, email addresses. So we, one way or another, we're gonna reach out. But um, the same thing, uh, there is a lot of violence now happening in France, and the, the uh, Prime Minister Macron of, of France is saying, you, instead of making sure there is no violence, He's saying we're going to make sure we're not going to put these Im images on the internet. So that's a different kind of censorship that I want to implement. So uh, um, they're not finished with us, but uh, you need to sign up for everything. Put in your name, put up your address, yeah. and, and, uh, um, and, uh, and sometimes if it's not coming up on your timeline on Facebook, Go and visit that place. Uh, that yeah. Go go to the whistle stop and all the to the APP platform. Go on there. Like remember every two weeks. Oh, I didn't hear anything about it. Just look it up again. Now, Common Sense TV is yeah. on YouTube, but is it also on Rumble? Is it on BitChute? Is it on all those? Everywhere. Okay. okay. Well, then that's good. I'll like. So you remember how I said it's important that we do something because we're setting an example. When I was in Holland, I, uh, I stayed with a lady named Erica and her, her two kids, awesome kids. They taught me some dirty words in Dutch. <laughs> and, and when I mentioned what we are doing in Alberta with the Alberta Prosperity Project, we're building this educational society to explain to people why we need, or what the problem is, 
why we need a referendum, how it's the solution, what happens after. Her and the group that she meets with were immediately saying, how do we do that? What, how, can you guys come here and teach us how to do this? We need something like that. They're missing what we're doing here. Yeah. So when, when you ask about censorship and being canceled, it's pretty hard to cancel this. I mean, unless they say that you can't go outside because you make it sick. They wouldn't do that. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> so if, if you're worried about being censored, you continue to meet like this, and you do things that can't really be censored. Like one of the initiatives that I'm going to be focused on uh, in my new role at the Alberta Prosperity Project is mail-outs. So a chapter like this gets together, you guys do a little fundraiser, and you print off some rack cards, and you put them in everybody's mailbox in Penelope. How easy is that? It's not a huge cost, but it physically gets the information right to someone's mailbox. Yeah. And sure, 50% or better probably will just toss them, but there's going to be some people, specifically the older people, who take time to read things still because that's the medium they used when they were, or are still used, and what they used to. They're going to read that. We have newspapers that are hand-delivered to businesses all over Canada right now, Druthers being one of them. And, and those things, it's much harder to cancel. So if we continue to build this movement and focus on getting information out there through all those types of uh, uh, ways, specifically physical stuff that people look at, um, we, we, can, we can get around that. And speaking of which, Jasper actually took me to a factory in, in Holland, and I walked into the back room of the warehouse, and there was an entire wall about, I don't know, 40 feet tall and maybe 70 feet wide, full of posters and magazines and literature, and it was all about COVID and the vaccines and the mandates and what the government's doing and the WF and all these things. And I'm like, this is Grand Freedom Central. So what happened there is a business owner, a very successful business owner who worked hard and earned some money, he put some of his money up and he said, listen, I'm not going to be doing what Jasper's doing. I'm not going to go in front of a, a camera or a microphone. No, thank you. But I'm going to sell my products, maybe even to the people who are trying to enslave us, because his products are very high-end, so kings, queens, movie stars, they buy them. The same people that tell you to eat bugs are buying these. Then yeah. he's taking a portion of that money, and he's giving it to groups like ours to fund these projects to get this information out. How amazing is that? That's how we bypass these censorship things. It takes some people that want to do the work and get in front of a camera. It takes some people that, you know, they could, maybe they burn money for heat at night. I don't know what rich people do with their money because they've never been rich. But it's everybody plays their part. And if everybody steps up and does what they can, all of a sudden we have groups like this meeting. We have a warehouse full of literature that we can mail out. We have a budget, part of the budget with the Alberta Prosperity Project that, that I'm working towards is putting billboards on every backbone highway in Alberta. Nothing fancy, nothing dramatic, just Alberta Prosperity Project, freedom and, freedom and prosperity through independence. That's it. Can you imagine if overnight every person in Alberta, not overnight, over a week or so, <laughs> saw the ADP logo, knew the name, and at least knew that it existed? That would be absolutely huge. And you know what the only thing that's stopping us from doing it is? Money. 80,000 bucks a month. Ooh. That's a lot for me, that's a lot for you. But there's some people in this province 
who stand to benefit tremendously from getting out from under these terrible policies that cost them millions of dollars a year that would not even miss it. And if we continue to build this movement and show those people that we can be an investment and we can show them a return on, on their investment, it's there. We can do it. It's not, it's not impossible. It's estimated that, um, the, I, I call them the, the, the radical left environmental lunatics, have been funded to the tune of $1.5 billion over the last 15 years to make people believe that their existence is detrimental to the planet. That's how much money's been spent. So anyone that tells you, oh well, you know, you should just work for free or do everything for free or you know, pick bottles out of the ditch to make a, uh, a poster or something, and we can do this for free, they're, they're out of their minds. It does cost money. But the amount of money that's been put in to convince us that our own demise is the only way that the planet's gonna survive, it's staggering. And I'm not saying we need to do that, but I, what I am saying is, these things are gonna cost some money. There is gonna be a cost involved, whether it's your time, or your money, or maybe you know helping drive people around, or whatever, something like that. An effort. An effort. But there is, I mean, we, we can do it. And, and by continuing to meet like this, that's the first step, and I gotta say, um, you folks in Pinoca here, with Kurt as the chapter leader, you have done, chapter leader have done a fantastic job of continuing to meet, even when you weren't sure. You know, well, like Jasper says, that's what we're doing. We're building community again. Not, and, and it's not even just because of the APP. It's because we believe in the vision that the Alberta Prosperity Project has. We believe in the solution, and we continue to meet and try and accomplish that goal. But the community that's being built here is, uh, it's even more important than that. Yeah, correct. The, uh, uh, um, a, lot, a lot of people are saying, yeah, but you're, do you're doing this for the money. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted to be rich, I'm doing something else. So, but everything costs money. It costs money to come here. It's an effort. So, and I'm happy to stand in front of it. I'm happy to stand between uh, um, people in parliament and, and, and police, for example, and ask questions in between. So, but uh, um, I, I need to be backed up and uh, some sort of. So, and that's the same thing uh, uh, with the ATP. And I, uh, and, and yeah, there is nothing like it in Holland. We've got groups are doing, uh, uh, going to court, take, take our government to court, but we don't have an official group that uh, um, coming together and say to their political people, listen, we're backing you, but if you're doing something wrong, we're going to harass you anyhow. So, and I think it's really important to, to have that over here. So, well, good on you. Thank you. So now it seems like a logical time to talk about money and, and maybe making a, a donation. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. We, uh, we brought... Jasper over, and obviously there was a, a cost in, involved in doing that, and so they actually went to Jasper Park today. Yes, believe it or not, and we ended up uh, getting a few things, and I think we we're going to either auction them off or at least sell them. And Chris is going to model them; that's what he does best. And uh, you also brought some of these over. Why don't you tell a little bit about what those are? Yeah, correct. These are. Uh, uh, 
Ekkertjes. Boeren zakdoeken. Voor de duizend uur waar we in zijn. Boeren. Ekkertje is een van de oude Duits kleding die de farmers hadden. Back in the days. But during COVID and during lockdowns and farmer protests, it became a symbol of standing up for your freedom. And every like-minded person had that one on his car. Farmers are headed that uh, on their tractor. And when they're going on the streets, there was this symbol that of recognition for the same people that there were in there. I saw them all over the place, in people's windows, on their antennas, on their mirrors, people walking around just with them hanging out of their belt, like, or, or, or around their neck, it was amazing. And so, and it, it was actually really comforting because you know, as you drive around that, hey, we're not alone, you know, we're not the only people that believe that farmers uh, shouldn't be persecuted with government policy. So yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. It's, it's like the same symbol with our flag, like uh, uh, normally it should be red, white and blue, and the red is standing, uh, we've got of course some, some symbols in it, the red is for the elite, and the blue is for the citizens. And during the 1600s, when we were sailing all over the world, when a boat came into problem, they were hanging the, uh, the Dutch flag upside down as a sign of distress. And that became the same symbol, like we're having a problem in Holland, we're hanging our flag, flags upside down, and I understand Canada is doing that as well. So, that, so we've got several symbols, that, uh, but the red handkerchief is, is one of the uh, most things that we're having to, uh, basically to support uh, the Dutch farmers. So it's, it's tough to flip this thing upside down, because you can't really <laughs> But you can hang it, you can make a scar out of it or something on, uh, to wear it on, uh, on, your, uh, on your elbow, or you can hang, well, loads of people are hanging it on their, uh, on their car and farms on, on their tractor. So, do we want to so, what do you folks want to do? Do you want to do something fun, like maybe auction these off? Do we have an auctioneer in the house? A real auctioneer, not me. Everybody always points at you. Do we have this guy in the house? So, so what do you think? Should we auction? I got ten of these, and then there's something else that's equally as special. They might want that more than this. Though. I know that's why they're saying. Oh, that's why. <laughs> okay. Well, why don't we start? Well, let's let's get this shot here. We're going to start with ten. Ten dollars. And then we'll just see how many we want to do this. Let's say we get 10 people that want to do this, and then maybe the top is $100, and then the next one's 50 or... Anybody? Anybody? I'm terrible at rules, as you can tell. If you're hanging this at your, uh, at your vehicle and make a picture out of it and put it on Facebook, I'm sure people are telling the same story that I'm telling you. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That, that you're supporting the Dutch farmers by supporting Farmers in anyhow, you're supporting the local farmers in here. So let's start with ten dollars. Who wants to? There's a couple. There's twenty. Twenty. We got twenty. 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 Anybody? Thirty. 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 Thirty in the back. Thirty. 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 Forty. Forty up front. Forty. 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 This is terrible. Forty. Forty. Fifty. 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 We got fifty. Fifty. We got sixty. Sixty. Anybody? Sixty. 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 Come on, anybody. Look at this. This is this is wonderful. It covers Chris's face. Just like that. That's even better. 
Can we go? It's one of the washroom, actually. That's where he's going. Right there. This man right there. Yeah, put you up your hand there, sir. That's you. That's perfect. Thank you. I do know, I do know most of your names. I'm just terrible with faces. So there you go. I think... You'll take one for a hundred? Okay, we'll do another one for a hundred. Wayne for Wayne. Thank you so much, Wayne. You don't have to hear my voice again. Give that one off to Wayne. We'll do the same thing. Uh, just put the money right here. Or, yeah, in the bag. Yeah, because nothing could possibly go wrong with that. <laughs> so we're going to keep going here. We'll do another one. We'll do another 50. 50. We got a 50 up front hat. 50, 50, let's go 60, and then 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, right there, how about 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, Sold right there. Put up your hand there, sir. Thank you. You want one, too, Brady? There he goes. And I know you can't buy them here. No. They're direct, direct shipped right from, right from the Netherlands right there. Where? I do your, know your name. I honestly do. I just forget. Right there. Right there. Perfect. Good. And we got four more of these. We're going to do it again. 50, 50. We're going to five, zero, five, zero, five, five, five. This is the last one, then we'll do some questions. Okay. And there's online bidding, too. What? There's online bidding? <laughs> we should be learning this. What required somebody actually working behind the camera? Thank you. Chris, that's okay. What do you mean? Do you want to save a couple of these and do, say... Do one more. We'll do one more. One more live, and then we got three more, and what we'll do is we'll take the top three whatever's online. So there you go. Share, share, share. Although, by the time you share it, it'll be too late. So we got 50. $50 up front. Okay, we're going to pick five, zero, five, zero. Otherwise, these are going reserved. They will go online. So five, zero, five, zero. Let's go 55, 55, we're here, 55, 55, we're going to do 60, 60, we're going to 60, 60 in front of Michelle, 60, 65, we're 65, 65, Chris, Chris, we're 65. What? 100. 100, where? Not online. Sue, these online. Are later. These are later, these are later. What? Oh, are oh sorry, 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 Sue. They're bidding, I mean, yeah. they're. That's okay, I'm sure they are. We're at 60, are we at 65? We're at 65, we're at 70, 70, 70, we're at 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70 right there, we're at 70, 75, 75, 75, 75, we're looking for 75, 75 right there, we're going to go to 80, 80, we're looking for 80, 80. This includes a $25 gift certificate to the Bus Stop Pancake Cafe as well, just so you know. Okay, we got 80, 80, anybody 80, 80, 80? Let's go 80, we got the 80 right there, okay, let's go 85, let's go 85, 85, 85 right there, right here, we got 85, we'll put about 90, 90, 90, we got 90, 90, we got 90, don't bid against yourself, we got 90, we got 90, we're going to put 95, 95, 95, no, don't bid, don't bid, okay, you could, bid, bid against yourself, it's all right. <laughs> First time at an auction? Same with me. 100. We're looking for 100. We're looking for 100. 100. C note. C note right there. We're looking for 105. We're looking for 105. 105 or 10105. We got it right here. 
Uh, open at the back too. How about 110 at the back? 110 in the back? 110 in the back, yes. Okay, we got 110. We're going to look at from 115, 115, 115, 115. Anybody 115? 115 up front. 115. We've got one, 120, $1.20. 120. C plus 20. All these other Roman numerals. C, V, 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 V. Sure. I don't know what that means either. We're looking for 120. Anybody 120, 120. Otherwise, 115, 115. Right at the back. 120. We got 120 at the very back. 120 at the very back. We're 125, 125, Otherwise it's one thirty-five. And who's one thirty-five? Right in the back. One thirty-five going once. One thirty-five, that's you. One thirty-five going twice. No. Do you want one forty? Yes, you must have 40. We have 140 up front here. 140. It's the last one because otherwise these are going online here. So 140. Got 140. Right? That's where we're at. Yeah, I'm not very good at this. 140 right there. So we're looking for 145. 145, 145, 145. 145 in the back. We've got 145. We're about 150, 150. 150. We've got 150 up front here. 
Ten over there, here we go. Twenty, twenty dollars, twenty dollars, twenty, twenty over there. We gaan naar een dertig, 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 thirty, thirty, thirty over there. Forty, fifty, fifty, fifty in the forty in the back. We still have a couple online. Okay. 120. 120. 120 going once? 100. No, one. 120. 110. 110 in the back. Oh, okay. Yeah, go 110 in the back. Yeah. Going once. Going twice. 120. 120. Oh! <laughs> so 120. 130. 150. 130. 130. 130. 130. 130. 130 in the back. Here we are. Two? 200? Are we going over to no, 200? 120, 120. Well, we go 130. We go 130, I'm back. Go once, go twice. So for the last one in general in the back. Well, thank you so much for that. Here we are. Well, thank you, people. This was really fun. <laughs> So I think we're going we're to ask a couple more questions now, just to, just because we like to get really serious at really awkward moments, right, Chris? So, you know, one of the things that was asked asked of this weekend for me, anyways, was uh, what do you think about the uh, what's happening in the court system here in Canada, and what is happening in the court system in the Netherlands? And of course, we're, we're talking not only about uh, you know the, the the people that were arrested for protesting the the Coots boys, but uh, uh, pastors and, and church uh, people that uh, had uh, businesses closed down uh, and going through the courts, all based upon what you know what happened in terms of the mandates. What's happening over there? Is it the same sort of situation over there? And and do they actually have names? Like you might know famous people that have their names. So. I know. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm totally into Dutch and European things. So I follow up Chris, uh, Chris court case. But in Holland, it's the same thing. Freedom fighter was standing up. Uh, last Thursday, one of the uh, people who are in the farmers' defense force, which is an organization for the for the for the farmers, was standing up. They just had a protest. They had on last Thursday. Thursday they had a protest on, uh, and they went with the tractors to the city of Den Haag, which is the political area, and they picked up one of the uh, CEOs, I guess, of that uh, of, of uh, farmers' defense force. 
just to have him and, and then politics could say this or not. We've got the, the, the people in charge and he's going to jail. But I'm following court cases, there are a lot of, and every type of story. So freedom fighters, people who are standing up, uh, fighters group, this is one organ, uh, demonstration organization we picked up uh, going to court. They did over 44 different court cases. But the, uh, not the last, but the, the last before that one, was the court case of David Icke. Maybe you heard of the, the English guy? David Icke is, uh, is, uh, was a world famous footballer and from England, and 30 years ago he was starting to speak up. This help is both global leaders are coming, and they're coming for your freedom. And he was uh, invited in the Peace Valley in September 2022 on Dam Square as well, uh, and uh, to speak about peace uh, between the war between Russia and Ukraine. And the elite want to have war. We're thinking about we want to have peace because what way, better way to live your life than in peace? And he was invited to come out from England to Amsterdam to speak just for 20 minutes on Dam Square about peace and uh, the Dutch. Um, and as this uh, Jewish organization thought he, he was um, um, he was talking over him that he was a anti-Semite, went to the mayor of Amsterdam, um, but in Holland we've got this uh, law saying if you are uh, in a rally, the government can't interfere with your content. They can't, can't interfere if you're blocking roads, for example, but in the actual content, it's not because if you need to need that, uh, 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 go for a demonstration or a rally, you want uh, uh, for uh, against government policy, you need to speak up. So that's why we implemented way back that kind of role, uh, law. So they couldn't ban him uh, at one, one way or another. So they went up to the minister, um, uh, secretary of state, and um, ask him to ban him from the European Union. And in the European Union, we've got a Schengen area, which contains 26 European countries. And he decided, because there may could be violence at that peace rally, which is stupid, he couldn't come in and he decided to ban David Hyde for two years. So Farris, uh, to pick up that court case, went to court and the uh, first, of course, they were saying, no, no, every rule and regulation is, was okay. And uh, the repeal uh, went um, uh, to higher uh, higher court because yeah, uh, it was just speaking mind. Um, there actually no. So they went up to uh, to court in uh, the city of Harlem in the province of North Holland. I attended that uh, 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 court case. And if you want to look up how it uh, uh, went afterwards, because the interview is all in Holland. That's, it's on my YouTube page where I uh, ask uh, for what is it, 10, 15, 10, 20 minutes, the lawyer and the, uh, the guy who's supporting David Icke, which is actually a, a guy from Jewish descent. So how, how do you mean he's anti-Semitic? Otherwise, uh, he wouldn't be placed on that square to talk because uh, a Jewish guy in that organization would never do that, of course. But um, still, yeah, um, the thing is, it, um, uh, sometimes it's maybe not your opinion, but the, um, uh, the people let people talk and freely, um, you can understand the way it was going. But actually, the court case and how the lawyers react on it is still on, uh, on my YouTube page, and David Icke found it a subsequent interview. So if you go to davidicke.com, you find the interview on his website. 
So uh, uh, loads and loads of uh, 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 curfew that we have, loads of uh, 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 court cases we were on in the Netherlands. And of course, uh, uh, they say judges are bought, but uh, it's just they're, they're interfering with politics and then they're on their side. And um, I think on that point of view, uh, of course, a lot of court cases are lost, but we had some few wins. So that, if we didn't stand up at that, that court, doing court cases, it's one of the ways to fight back, and actually we won. So and by curfew, we won that court case. So, yeah, court cases. No. No. Okay. The, uh, the other thing that is a bit different in Canada, and uh, I have to correct Chris because he's, he's much younger than I am. Much. <laughs> That uh, on, uh, on a live, he said recently there was 36 or 38 million people in Canada. There's actually 40 million people in Canada. As of, I think, two Fridays ago, we clicked over to 40 million people. But what do you, where do you think a lot of these people are coming from? They are being brought in as immigrants. And they're being brought in as immigrants through the, the federal policies. And, 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 and really, they're even being brought into specific... Uh, locations, you know, whether or not they're coming to Toronto, or maybe they're being brought in and to northern Alberta, that sort of thing. So they're bringing in this this influx of, of immigration and basically giving them whatever they can to influence votes and, and to do that. So my question to you is, is this also happening in the Netherlands or in Europe? And 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 you can even think of it in terms of refugees as well. Like where where are they coming from, and how is that affecting policy going into the Netherlands? And and Jasper, do they get to live on a cruise ship? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes, they do. So um, I'm I'm a third generation war survivor from the uh, Second World War. So actually, I think uh, putting up refugees, they or people who fled. Uh, some sort of type of war. Um, there's nothing better to uh, have them and give them some sort of peace of mind, supporting them, giving them food, giving them a roof over their head. But uh, my grandparents came back after the World War to build up the country again. And I think that's necessary um, um, that you want to have build, go back and build up your country. So that's, uh, uh, that's the first step. The European Union brings in a lot of people from Africa that just want to have a better life. Everybody wants to have a better life, but build your country doing that. So, and it's not saying that uh, that um, if, there, if, if there's a war, we will have to have you over and then go back eventually. Actually, if we're looking at the statistics of Amsterdam, 60% uh, of the Dutch citizens are not Dutch native. So there are over 120 uh, different uh, citizens all over the world, so 120 different nations, and 6% is not Dutch, uh, Dutch uh, Boerpubel <laughs> native. How many people do actually live in? In Amsterdam, in Amsterdam, it's really funny. In Amsterdam, there's, when I was on school in Amsterdam, I went to uh, the hotel and gastronomics. Uh, school of Amsterdam, and when at that time there were uh, 1.1 uh, million uh, people living in uh, Amsterdam, and nowadays 800,000, 900,000. 
houses were becoming bigger and some people are not want to live in there anymore they want to go back to where to the countryside for example so they don't want to live here but it doesn't mean by the immigrants who came in they are they been supportive by the Dutch government and they want to give the vote back to it so that's one way why the government brings in uh, um, uh, immigrants another thing what's now happening if I'm going into the supermarket I, uh, I only heard Ukraine so there's no Dutch there is of course Dutch but there's a lot of Ukrainians in there and that's uh, there's a war going on over there and if you need to flat your country we're in that region so I can imagine that they're coming but the Dutch government what they're doing it's um, uh, it's heavy I think and, it's, and they're bringing a lot of they pay loans. For example, in, in Holland, Holland is a country, they have 12 provinces, and they, if you're going lower uh, to the local uh, authorities, there are 360 local authorities. They all have their, their own townhouses. And I live in, in Hofburg, which is in Haarmeer, close to Schiphol Airport, and my local town pays 1 million euros a month to uh, uh, pay in hotel rooms for Ukrainians. Can you imagine, times 360? Yeah. Yeah. That's only, they're living, uh, they're living in hotels. There's one uh, hotel uh, close by, they're paying 755, our government, the local government, paying 75,000 euros a week just for one hotel to give them food. So it's and uh, it's one. It's, it's really double, but it's it's pressing our budget. Uh, immigrants are, uh, are different immigrants from Africa, uh, uh, um, um, Asia, for example. They're bringing in, and it's basically flooded. Last year we took in ninety thousand. This year we're going to take two hundred thousand of those immigrants in, and there's not enough. We have a housing shortage, and uh, but they're still bringing them in. So now uh, uh, a local town further on has hired the, the 10 most luxury cruise liner in the world, put them in, uh, in the harbor, and uh, they've got oh, space for 4,000, and there are now 1,500 immigrants on it, and they're exactly this, the ninth biggest, largest cruise liner, cruise liner in the world has been hired, and it's now in Rotterdam. So they're paying for hotels. My local government bought a hotel because it went bankrupt of the lockdowns. Because I live in close to the airport and manage hotel groups over there. But if they don't bring uh, uh, business people in or tourists in, hotels been, are going bankrupt. And that will happen. The, the, my local government bought a hotel, 74 million euros, four star, four a four-star hotel, marble floors, hotels and everything in it, just to house immigrants. But that's temperamentally, after, for, if, uh, if there's a child that's born, then it's giving the Dutch nationality, so the parents are staying, they not, won't go back because they get support, they need a house, so it's pressing on the house, the house prices went up, so it's, it's, a, it's a big thing. So it's, uh, I'm not sure what's going on uh, in, in Alberta, but uh, I understand. And, and in front of our town hall, there's this Ukrainian flag hanging, and then they're saying we need to support this war, and I think we need to support peace. Amen. Yeah. Yeah.
so Canada has always been a place where um, you know we welcome immigrants, we 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 take care of refugees when when they need our help, and we're we're happy and we're proud to do it because that's part of what being Canadian is, right? Helping each other, standing up for each other. But what's happening in Canada? It's different now. It's gone from hey, we're welcoming and we want to be a place where you can be safe and help you out get through trying time, to uh, almost like. You have to come here so we appear to be so virtuous as a government on a global stage. Right. It's not about helping people anymore so much as it is about this, this virtue signaling ridiculousness. And one of the interesting things that's happened as I travel, travel across Alberta, I've spoken to a lot of immigrants, mm -hmm. um, you know, recent immigrants and people that immigrated here years ago, decades ago. And I've heard the same thing from a lot of them. The older immigrants, new Canadians, uh, they've said things like, you know, we came here because Canada was free and it was this bastion of freedom. We had opportunity. We can live without the ridiculous rules, like in particular, they fled. Switzerland. They fled. they fled because they couldn't prosper where they're at. Now they're like, what the heck's wrong with you Canadians? You're letting it happen here. Where are we going to go now? Yeah. Like they're mad because the place that they left their home to come to, to be prosperous, is going down the same path. And Canadians are like, oh, you know, whatever, don't worry about it, we're free. Well, I'm sorry, but the people that have seen it are warning us, and, and Canadians are listening. The other thing I see is, I've talked to immigrants who uh, came here recently, like in the last five years, refugees, mm -hmm. and they want to go home. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're seeing yeah. Canadians are protesting, and the government is running them over with horses, or throwing them in jail, freezing their bank accounts, and they're like, what is this? Why? What did we flee to? Yeah. No, this isn't a. This isn't freedom. This is. It's. We see tyranny happening where it's supposed to be free. We're going to go home. Yeah. So it's it's amazing how things have changed even just in my lifetime and probably years in Holland too. I I, I feel like ten years is totally different. And um, but I'm I'm speaking fluently politics, and they're saying we wanna. It's our. Uh, if you translate it. It's our democracy. And I think, no, it's not our democracy, it's the democracy. And your democracy is not my democracy. It's, I, it's not the way I want it to have. So, um, 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 the, uh, like immigrants are coming here and they want to work and they want to build up the country as well and they want to make an effort for them to have a better life and they're seeing what there is happening. And, yeah, that's about the same thing as, as uh, in the Netherlands. Only we supporting by so much. Like for example, what I, I told you, we are hiring the tenth biggest luxury cruise airliner, and then again on Friday, people, 200 local citizens are standing in line for the food bank, as we call it, to pick up food. So and and uh, farmers actually bring in potatoes to that food bank to support. But that's so it's so foreign for me to see that there's a line at the pickup truck and this Ukrainian or this um, uh, people from Syria either having three times a meal. But not only that, even our elderly in, in, uh, in, in, in the houses, they work their whole life, work for the pension, and they uh, stop. The last 10 years, uh, there are 60,000 people uh, in uh, elderly houses, is that the correct word? were fired or sent away. So Granny has to wear a 48-hour diaper because she can't take, be taken to the toilet. 
So and and so it's so the scale is so off that's uh, that's yeah I think we need to stand up for it. So and a lot, and luckily a lot of people do, but uh, it's not enough yet. So it's twenty after nine according to my watch, anyways. We want to open up the, the questions on the floor probably for 10, 15 minutes, maybe even longer if you guys want to stay a little bit longer. Let's, uh, let's start with just anybody who wants to ask a question. I'm, I'm happy to ask everybody's question. Those men are talking points. That yes, he, he, he can stay here until like 8 tomorrow morning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quick, yeah, quick question. Yeah, quick questions. Questions, yeah. Just questions, not not like not statements, just because time yeah. constraints. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Question. Yeah. What what are the citizens of Holland, which have been you know through a lot of other things in their lifetime? Yeah. What is the the the, the common sense on, on the street? Um, I think the majority knows what what they want to have, but they've been brainwashed by mainstream media. So if they're walking across the street and they're talking to each other firsthand and saying, oh, there it is, oh, there it is. But if you really talk about it, and even uh, sometimes I come, come back with my points of views, because I don't want always want to be that political, um, then they're starting up and ask questions. Yeah, I think it was that way. And um, um, uh, I think when you're explaining stuff and, and being backed by Official documents, um, that's the way to go, because uh, if, if they're only watching the mainstream media and talking about how great to go or Mr. Prime or uh, Rutte of our parliament is, uh, uh, then, then, uh, yeah, then I think we're having a problem. But just speak openly about it, don't pressure that hard in it, just a little bit, and, and eventually the neighbor will come back to you or, or uh, some talk at, at the supermarket. Just have a talk. You're welcome. Anyone else? I'm happy to uh, answer questions about everything, not only the talking points that we had now. Anyone? Yes, ma'am. Uh, do you know about the organization called Clintel? In yeah, yeah. Clintel is, uh, the question is about if another organization, Clintel. Clintel is, an, uh, is a group of scientists who will be standing up for uh, environmental stuff. So the ICCP report is a, is, a, uh, is a report where I believe the United Nations is making uh, about environment and how bad it's going on in the environment. There are over 300 pages, but they're picking just one thing out of that report and that's how we're saying, look, the ice caps are melting, look at this. And if you look further into the context, it's not. So that, uh, Clintel is one of the Dutch organizations who are standing up and doing speaking about, going into bringing uh, doctors and professors in it, let them then speak, speak on social media, going up to uh, uh, alternative news network, organize, organizing rallies and, and people together, just to inform the other side. And, the, and, and most of the time, that's the other thing about the mainstream media, they're factually right. But the content is just 5%. And for the whole story, the whole context, you need to have 100% to know what's going on. So that's, if we're saying the mainstream media is lying, but they're factually right about the 5%, but they're missing the whole context. And uh, by organizations like Clintel, 
uh, they're doing a great job. Like uh, Rivka Zalmaker uh, that you had, the book on, is one of the guys who's supporting Trinidad as well. So, yeah, I think that's a really wonderful organization. So just for the folks online, um, there was a lot of people bidding online as we we're doing that auction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the idea is we set some of those aside, and I'm going to go through the comments after the live stream is over, and I'm going to take the top five bids. I'm going to send you a message, and uh, if you're if you st if that's what you want to do, then uh, we're going to get that to you. Whether I'll just mail it to you, or you can get it from the Sub Cafe. So, if you're watching and you want to bid, you can continue bidding to the end of the live stream, keeping in mind that the top five will get their uh, handkerchiefs, and uh, we'll we'll make sure you go. For the people online, I know because I I am uh, one of the moderators, like like Terry Terry, who's this Canadian? Kelly, Kelly. Uh, and I see a lot of people coming in with reactions. So thank you for that, and thank you for supporting the Whistlestop Cafe and the APP. And I see they're not only Canadians. There are a lot of Dutch people are watching, but as well as from France, as from Sweden, as from all over the world, because they want to inform themselves what's going on in Canada. And that's how. So thank you for supporting us. Anyone else with a question? We'll do one more question. One more big question. Little question. Tough question. Math question. Give me tough question. Math question. Math. Ask Chris a math math question. W E F two plus two is five. Yeah. Yeah. Two is right. Well, uh, I would like to say thank you, and I was really happy. I'm, I'm here still uh, for a bit, so if you want to have uh, a direct question, just uh, give, um, give, uh, just give me the, uh, come to me, and, uh, and I will explain, and uh, I'm happy to uh, answer them all. And for the same online, if you've got any questions, just drop them in the comments, and uh, we'll make sure we're coming back at that one. So we have a couple more things we're going to auction off. Now Jasper hasn't seen these, he doesn't know what they are, and he's not going to know what they are until they're all bid on. So Jasper, if you could just hold that, don't look at it, just hold it so we can see it. What's that? I'm really surprised. I see a lot of people smiling. I've got seven, but I only have six because one goes on my card. I'm this journal, investigative journalist guy. I'm standing in the car with a Okay, so, and the, and the same thing is going to go for online. So if you're watching online and you want to bid on these, we're going to take the, we're going to do three here and three online. So, let her rip. Go ahead, and Jasper. How, and how are we going to do these ones? We'll we'll have to get them to put decal. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. You put in your bid, put decal. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll know. Yeah. Okay. A thousand dollars on the decal. <laughs> yes, perfect. Yes. So let's start at ten bucks. Go ahead. In Dutch. Ting, ting, ting. <laughs> Fourteen. Ten, ten. I've got something in my head that I don't need to settle for ten. Ten, ten over here. Is it twenty going on? Twenty, twenty. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20 for the man on the third round. 20, 20, we're going on to 30. 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30. 
We're starting at 50 dollars. Come on, we need at least 50 for that. That's 50 right there. Let's go 50. Let's go 60. It's definitely worth 60. 66060. Come on. Otherwise, this is the biggest deal going on here, right? And Vicky will spend it right away. 60, we're looking for 60. We got 60 right there. Right? Or how about 70? We got 70. 70. 70. 70. 70. 75 right there. We got to Let's look at 80. Any 80 right there. But at 85, we're looking for 85. 85. 85. 85. We're looking for 85. 85. 85. We're going to 80 right now. We're looking at 80. We're going to 80. 80 going once with a $50 gift certificate. Come on. 80 going twice. And 80 souls. There you go. Perfect. Great job. And I think that's all we have for things to sell. There's some AVP merchandise out there. There's one more. One more left. One more. One more. Oh. Chris is going to say this because I have no idea what's going on. So there is one more thing that we're going to auction off, but it won't close tonight. It's going to close tomorrow. And we're going to be going through the comments on this live stream. So the way you will bid is you'll have to go on to the live stream and enter your bid on there. And the reason we're doing that is because it's substantially bigger than a sticker. So what we're going to be auctioning off next is uh, lunch at the Jasper Park Lodge with a flight with two people. So you'll be picked up in Pinoka in a little hot rod airplane, and you'll fly over the glaciers uh, into Jasper land, have lunch at the Jasper Park Lodge, and then you're going to uh, fly back to Pinoka. So um, I would ask the folks that are here, if you want to bid on that, please just go to the Stop Cafe Facebook page and put your bid in in the comment on the live stream. And uh, I think I think that's only we'll be able to do it because we'll have to leave that open uh, until tomorrow evening, and then tomorrow what evening. Time? Tomorrow what time? What time do you fly again? Two. Two in the afternoon. Two in the afternoon. So I'll be here at nine p.m. Nine p.m. Yeah, nine p.m. Nine p.m. Uh, cut off Mountain Standard Time. Yeah, nine p.m. And then we'll do a live stream and we'll announce the winner. So again, uh, you'll be picked up at Pinoka. You're going to fly uh, over the Rocky Mountains near the glaciers. Land in Jasper, have lunch at the Jasper Park Lodge, and then... I'll put Jasper in front of the bid. Yes. So, yeah. so if you're bidding on that, put JPL, Jasper Park Lodge, in front of the bid, and then you fly back to Noka. So that's a heck of a thing that uh, our friend Kevin has kicked in uh, to help raise funds for Jasper. And I can tell you firsthand, it is a fantastic... Absolutely amazing, wonderful trip. What did you think of the trip? I, I, I'm, I'm stunned that he's going to get away. So, <laughs> it's, actually, it was really beautiful. It's a really nice flight. It's a one and a half hour flight. You go, Chris was hitting on me because he was saying that the water is going to look the same. Like, what the hell? So, Chris, luckily, he was sitting in the back. He says that to me all the time. Oh. <laughs> so, um, people, please go uh, go online, go to the Whistle Cafe, and uh, make sure you're putting uh, the bed because it's a really a beautiful trip to have some memories uh, uh, and have some really good food. So I think you should do that. For the people online, thank you for watching uh, this live stream. For the people in uh, in this room, thank you for attending, and uh, I hope you have a really good evening. it so we're going to stick around for a few more minutes you can chat with jasper shake his hand give him a hug compliment him on his eyes if you like and uh yeah just enjoy the rest of your evening and thank you very much for coming